good difference. But uh, thank you, Teresa, and uh, appreciate you guys. Yes, old devil trying to keep us from getting out to what it is. That's just all it boils down to. But, um, you know, speaking of the old devil, I tell you what, they are, uh, uh, this new Supreme Court judge are trying to put in place, and liberals are really dragging her through the coals. But I tell you what, she is really uh, uh, holding her own, that's for sure. But if she's answering questions left and right, and, uh, and with her own notes, they was talking about just one on the news, her memory, and then what she's able to, how she's able to respond, uh, how intelligent she is, is is unbelievable. And some of the questions, these idiots. I know people say, you're a pastor, you shouldn't name call. Well, they're idiots. I mean, there's no other way to put it. As Cory Booker stuff said, are you against white supremacy? The woman has two black kids, adopted kids, and he's got the nerves in there. I just thought, you've. Oh, I tell you what, of course, I can't stay Cory Booker anyway, but uh, it is, uh, uh, he said, I wish our president would say that. The president did denounce that and said that he does not agree with white supremacy. I just, I, I just, <laughs> I tell you what, I just get so angry, man. I tell you, the, the stupidity of, uh, uh, of people, uh, and that's what amazes me, those out there who have, uh, um, who parrot is garbage. Uh, and, uh, you know, it is uh, unbelievable uh, that people, they, they hate our presence so much. I, I was telling my wife last night, you know, they do that uh, man on the street kind of deal. And they say, what do you think about when Trump done X, Y, and Z, when it was really something Obama had done or, uh, or Biden had done? Like, yeah, that's, that's why I hate him. That's why I don't like him kind of stuff. And kind of find out, you know, they, they, you know it's because they're, they're ignorant. They're ignorant of what's going on, and they have a hatred for our president, and they don't even know why they hate him. That's, that's just what blows my mind. Uh, and uh, the fact that anybody uh, with, with any, I don't know, uh, sense at all, I guess I should say, would even consider voting for anybody else, uh, vote for Biden in particular, uh, is is absolutely mind-boggling to say the least. It really is. But uh, but anyway, well, let us um, grab my Bible here. Um, we'll try this before we do our pledge of allegiance. Let me try this live stream one more time since I restarted the computer. Let's see if it's working uh, so I can get this link out to everybody. Let me look here. I apologize, guys. I really do. And uh, of course, it's still uh, not working. I don't know what to do. Well, let's go ahead and do our Pledge of Allegiance. Let's see here. Well, let us uh, stand here. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right. Praise the Lord that we get to see that every morning. So. Uh, Teresa asked, when does early voting start? I don't know. I think it's pretty soon. I want to say it's like as early as next week, maybe. I can't remember. I know it's 20 days till the actual election, uh, but I'm thinking early voting is pretty, it's when we start the next week or two. I'm, I could be wrong, but, uh, uh, but you might want to Google that and, uh, and see and make sure. So, uh, 
Well, let's go ahead and look at our Bible verse this morning, and you, this may be seem like an odd verse at first, but then uh, hopefully I can uh, help you to make sense as to why I post that this morning and why it's the, uh, the focal point of our discussion. Uh, our, we're looking at, uh, of course it might help if I actually brought the verse up so you can read along. <laughs> so, so I'm preoccupied with the website that I forgot. Here we go. And this is uh, Genesis chapter 35, verse 7. And he built there an altar and called the place El Bethel, because there God appeared unto him and when he fled from the face of his brother. All right. So bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. Okay. So when we look at this verse here, of course, we're talking about Jacob. And uh, when he first uh, encountered God, uh, good morning, Anita. When he first encountered God, uh, again, we're talking about Jacob here. Uh, he built an, uh, an altar. Oh, Kelly said early voting starts today. Thank you, Kelly. I knew it was soon, but I couldn't remember as to when, so I appreciate that. Um, he uh, first encountered God. Uh, he built an altar, and he called it Bethel, uh, which means house of God. Well, uh, when he was running into some trouble and having some problems, uh, he renamed it El Bethel, uh, the God of the house of God, is what that's the literal translation of what that means. In other words, he's putting God first uh, in uh, in everything. Uh, in fact, you know, it, it is. You see a lot of these. You know, you've heard me talk about these secret sensitive churches. You've heard me talk discuss uh, these um, uh, emergent church kind of things. And you've heard Dad discuss those as well. In fact, he wrote a paper for Oxford in regards to uh, the emergent church. But um, I think it was Oxford. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, in that uh, one paper, he did. Uh, but anyway, um, my point is, in regards to, sorry, I had to think just a second there. My mind uh, kind of shifted on me there. Um, is that churches can get so big that they no longer are putting God first. And that's one thing I was referring to this past Sunday evening uh, for the fact that uh, you have people like uh, Brian McLaren uh, who don't even encourage you to bring your Bibles to church because it may offend somebody. And uh, there's really a, a simple fact of they're not putting God first. Uh, they're not putting God first in their lives. They're not putting God first in their church. And uh, it's evident uh, because of the, of the uh, spiritual and biblical ignorance that people spew uh, and, uh, in the, and how they compromise with sin uh, in the world uh, because they want the, the affirmation from the world. We don't need affirmation from the world. We want to make sure we're honoring God. Now, I guess saying sound a little cliche that, uh, well, I'm putting God first. And uh, when you say that, and there's a lot of Christianese, if you will, uh, that uh, that goes out there. <clears throat> when I say Christianese, you have uh, no, no, putting God first, let go, let God. You know, there, there's different little things out there that um, have become a bit trite uh, and saccharine, if you will. Uh, although... Uh, when I tell people these things, uh, I hope they know that I am meaning it with all sincerity, that uh, we do, even though it is uh, cliche to say, let go, let God, we do need to let go of the things of this world, and we need to let God to take full and total control, and that goes back uh, to putting God first in all things. So we have a real problem with idolatry, and idolatry doesn't mean that you're literally uh, made a graven image and you're bowing before it every day. Uh, you could, uh, what is anything that's keeping God being first in your life? And that could be 
sex, that could be money, that could be your job, that could be uh, your relationship, that could be you know any number of things uh, that you're putting ahead of God. And uh, we need, when we say we put God first, that goes back uh, to where we, you know, the Bible verse that says, Love Lord thy God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, with all of our being. Love your neighbor as yourself. And that um, we have to, when we say that, love the Lord thy God, you know, listen to that, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your being, putting God first in every area and aspect of your life. And that is not easy to do, all right? Uh, sorry, Jennifer Honeycutt, I saw where you said today, so sorry about that. Um, but um, she's in regards to early voting. But, you know, that's the thing. We have to strive. Uh, it is easy. See, that's the problem. And you've probably talked about this before, is about the old devil uh, creating uh, distractions. And he wants to use those distractions, whether it's financial, whether it's uh, somebody else, whether you know, whatever it may be, he wants those distractions to keep you from putting God first in every area and aspect of your life. And that's why, you know, that comes with faith. You know, it can be scary if you lose your job. It can be scary if you're laid off. It's scary when all these bills come pouring in. Trust me, I, my wife, like I told you before, when I have to bounce a checkbook every week, she uh, she takes off running because she knows I'm going to be throwing a hissy fit if I don't have receipts and know what this is for and what that is for and, and, uh, and hollering at her because she uh, dared to buy groceries with our money, you know, because, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it gets stressful. I hate it. I'll be honest, I hate it. I despise bouncing the checkbook. I hate paying bills. I, of course, I don't know if anybody just enjoys it. It's stressful. In fact, that's probably one of the number one causes uh, of divorce uh, in relationships, or at least of fights, um, is uh, fine when it comes to finances. And it can be stressful, but no matter what it is, we have to put our hand in the nail-scarred hand and have faith that God's going to take care of us. And that is hard to do because we our natural tendency is to worry. Our natural tendency is to wring our hands and and uh, be upset and wonder, you know, how am I going to take care of this? Well, see, you can't. God's going to take care of everything. And every time that I've uh, been upset about something, uh, it just said, you know what, God, I know you're going to take care of this. It always worked out for the best and for the good. And uh, just like, you know, I've told you this story before. Some of you may know it, remember it, some may not. But it's like when I was in Indiana, I was doing my uh, doctoral studies uh, there at uh, Grace uh, Seminary, Theological Seminary. And uh, <clears throat> I need to get back in a hurry because, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I mean, it was time for me to leave anyway. But I need to hurry up and get back because it was the weekend of our car and bike show. And um, one thing's for sure, flying with Delta sucks. I'll just be honest with you. It is, I've never seen a, a, a airline that's filled with more delays and problems than that airline I've ever seen in my life. Well, I, um, I was in Indiana, and uh, the flight was delayed. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me, man. I was getting tore up, getting mad. I thought, you know, they said, well, it may be X amount of hours. It could, you know, they, they don't know, you know which is technically a good thing, uh, you know, you want to make sure you're not up in the air and the engine goes out and, you know, you're, <laughs> you're, you're coming down quicker than you planned on. But um, so I was tore up mad and Dad was like, you know, hey, it's going to be fine. He said, just wait and see. Lord will take care of everything. Well, um, got to, uh, uh, finally got to Atlanta and uh, the, um, uh, I don't know how many hours that was delayed. Well, I got to Atlanta, it was delayed again. <laughs> and the uh, next flight, Somehow, uh, 
was going to be delayed another day or something. And I was like, you know, I had to go to the desk and say, hey, you know, uh, I've got to get back. I have responsibilities, things I have to do. And she said, well, uh, we'll see if there's any cancellation or if somebody doesn't show whatever, they'll put me in that next seat. Well, uh, they gave me a ticket and I have to wait till everybody boards. And then uh, then they, they look, you know, if there's an empty seat, then they'll, they'll ask for somebody, you know, whoever's next in line to, to do that. Right as I got up there, uh, this woman, I know there's a uh, like a little uh, machine that, uh, that scans the tickets, all right? Right as I went to go up there, she ran over and put her ticket underneath that. And I noticed that guy got real mad at her that the, the I don't know if you, what, what you call him, steward or stewardess, I don't know what you call him, there at the counter. And he got on her, told her not to do that. Well, see, what I didn't realize is, see, what she was doing, she was being a smart aleck because, see, by doing that, once it's scanned, it can't be taken back out, and she could have actually took the seat that I was I was supposed to get. So I didn't realize that. And he, but fortunately, he's able to still get me on the on the flight. And uh, uh, it's a good thing I didn't realize what she was doing because I probably would have went off on her because my, my stress level was way up here. And uh, uh, on the flight back home, there was, I sat next to a woman, and somehow we just got to talking. And uh, she'd been, she'd had a very, very rough life, a lot of bad things going on in her life. And I was able to lead her to the Lord. And she prayed that prayer of salvation. Get back to the Tri-Cities. And for the life of me, I still, I still don't understand it. Because hours of delay, all right, hours of delay. And when I get back home, uh, I don't know if it was like the Lord put me in a time warp or what. I was, on, I was only an hour later than when I was scheduled to arrive. I still don't understand it. To this day, I don't understand it. Uh, that uh, uh, how I could, I was only an hour late when I was hours of, of waiting uh, to get on this flight. And it all worked out here. I was getting all upset, but God had a reason. And for no other reason to lead that woman to the Lord. And, you know, and so, you know, we get upset with our circumstances, and we don't know how God is working behind the scenes to uh, for his will to come about. And that's why it comes back to that faith and that trust, knowing that God's going to take care of all of your needs according to his riches and glory. You know, he's, going, he's, he's faithful just to forgive you of your sins. And so we just need to have that faith. We need to have that understanding that God is in control. And by do, the only way we can do that is putting him first in all areas of our lives. And it can be scary, but that's where faith comes in, to understand that God is in control. And the outcome will be what he wants, not what we want. And sometimes we feel disappointed when God says no, when God tells us no. Or God says, wait, you know, we're like children. That's just like my kids. They want something really bad. And if sometimes daddy has to say no, and I hate seeing that look of disappointment on their faces, but I have to do uh, what I feel is right for my kids. Or I may have to say, wait, you have to wait till Christmas. You have to wait till your birthday to get this. And uh, they don't like that, but they're all the more excited on those days when they finally get to open that gift. And we should be all the more excited when God reveals to us why he said no 
and why he told us to wait. So let's make sure that we're putting God first in all areas of our lives and even in our churches. Like God is first, despite who it offends, who gets upset, we must put God first. And if they get offended, they're not mad at you. They're mad at what God's word is trying to tell them to do because the light illuminates the darkness and those and people hate the light. So make sure we're putting God first in your day-to-day uh, -day activities, your, uh, your lives in general, your relationships. Put God first above anything else. Put God first. Remember what God's word says, whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Make sure we love God more than anything in this world, more than anyone else in this world. We love God. And all the way we can show that and demonstrate that is putting him first in all areas of our lives. Let us have a word of prayer. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your blessings, your riches. Uh, Lord, thank you for all that you do for us. Help us, Lord, to be always dependent upon you, to have the faith to know that you're in control of all areas of our lives and, and every circumstance. And Lord, let us trust in you. Let us have that faith. Let us serve you well. Help us, Lord Jesus, to put you first in all things. Lord, for anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, Forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, again, as I always pray, pray that you'll be with this nation. That it'll turn to you and that you'll heal this land, that you'll be with our police officer. Lord, let them know that they are loved and needed and appreciated. Lord, I pray that you'll be with our sister in Christ, Kim Penix and Wendy Lee. Pray that, uh, Lord, that you'll be with Mr. Keller. And, uh, Lord, uh, that uh, I'm glad he's back home. That you bring continued healing upon him. And, uh, Lord, I pray that you'll be with Roger Winters. I pray that you'll be with Linda David Feathers and Ginger Hood and Troy. Uh, Lord, I pray that uh, you'll be with Jane Kitchings, bring healing upon her. And I pray that you'll be with our brother in Christ, Ron Thompson. Lord, be with our president. Give him wisdom, knowledge, and discernment in these difficult times. Lord, please, please let our election be one we can all rejoice in. Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this morning, and I hope everybody has a good, fun, safe, and enjoyable day today. As always, if you want to share these devotions here on Facebook, you can find me at Dr. Young 77 If your friends or family don't do Facebook, if I can ever get this straightened out, they can watch live on flbconline.com. And so uh, uh, they can watch live just like you're watching right here. And always, if you haven't already, subscribe to the Dark Young Chronicles podcast on Apple iTunes, free of charge, audio only. So uh, um, thank you, Donna. But uh, don't forget tonight, tune in at 7 o'clock as we dive into God's Word. We'll continue our study in Titus, and uh, you'll be glad you, you joined in. So uh, be sure and, and, and uh, tune in at 7 o'clock tonight, online service only. Well, my friends, I guess it's a, that is a wrap, and uh, I guess we are coming to a close, and I uh, uh, missed, uh, missed everybody, missed doing these uh, devotions, and I uh, do hope everybody has a great day, a fantabulous day, and remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, and God bless. <laughs>